When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. I am Chad Milne, the Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are continuing our division previews for The Favorites podcast, our betting previews. Today we're talking the NFC North. We got a very special guest, Rich Rebar from Sharp Football Analysis. We're going to dig into all of it, me and my Co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Aloha, Chad. How we doing, brother? Dude, I am so good. So here's how I feel about the Bears right now. I said we're talking about the NFC North. This is how national the hype is for the Chicago Bears. And I'm going deep into sort of connecting the dots as both a super fan but also as a very experienced journalist and a very experienced media executive whose goal is to acquire audience and convert you into doing something that you otherwise would not have done, right? Go to ESPN.com this morning, getting ready for the podcast, prepping a little bit. I see that there's a story by Bill Barnwell. Barnwell is ranking players according to, are you going from Pro Bowl to Superstar? Are you going from starter to Pro Bowl, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. On this list, he could have there he had Trevor Lawrence. He had Garrett Wilson, right? Superstar quarterback on a hot team, superstar wide receiver on the one team. Everybody cannot stop talking about the New York Jets. The picture that they choose to put at the very top of the homepage is not Garrett Wilson. It is not Trevor Will is not Trevor Lawrence. It is a Chicago Bear. So you'd think, oh, well, it must be Justin Fields. That's all anyone can talk about, right? There's so much hype around the Chicago Bears that instead of Garrett Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, ESPN decided they would bring people in with a different Chicago Bear in a Chicago Bear helmet, safety, Jaquan Brisker, second-year safety, who Bill Barnwell says will go from starter to Pro Bowl status this year. That's how hot the hype is around the Chicago Bears right now. This is almost as crazy as it was in, what was that, 2018, where Mitch Trubisky was the, the biggest <laughs> bet at sportsbooks for MVP at 50-1. to 1. So that we all know how that worked out for the Bears, right? So it's, it's a scary time to be a, bet, a Bears backer and better. Might be time to fade the Bears. <laughs> the Favorites podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1.00. On any game and get $200 in bonus bets must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's welcome in Rich Rebar, Sharp Football Analysis. Uh, Rich, Warren Sharp sent me a copy of his massive, massive Bible of a book to preview the NFL season. 
I've been pouring over it. I've been doing my research in it for these division previews. Right now, it's open to a team from the AFC South uh, for a different podcast that we, we've done. <laughs> it's a great book, though, buddy. No, I appreciate it. We we pour a lot into that uh, in the right after the draft, and you know it's always kind of a, a labor of love, but uh, it's fun to kind of get on these shows and get to talk about some of the stuff we uncovered in those book in that book. All right, I'll say the biggest yeah. value in that book, if people are thinking about buying it, is they go over which team has the better rest. Right, so one right. team might be yes. playing on a Monday night, and then the following week they're playing on a Sunday, compared to a team that might be coming off a bye week. So it's a big deal if you're catching the team at the right time. And I think last year he nailed it, where there are certain teams that you know every week. They seem like they're playing teams off better rest and that really did catch up but i think colts were one of those teams that he predicted early in the year they're going to have a lot of issues because teams they're playing against had better rest so it's a big ass book but it is worth the time to check it out and read the bears are the only team in the nfl that do not play a team with a rest disadvantage in the, in the, the entire season don't don't, the, don't want to uh, hear that Chad. strength of scheduled game timing analyzing rest and prep inequality in the 2023 schedule, the Sharp Football Analysis 2023 Football Preview, really good. It gets you ready for the season. I, I got it. Before I could even open it, my 16-year-old was reading it, standing up at the kitchen counter. You know, And kids these days, they don't read. So the fact he did it and was so excited, he was reading it while standing got up. Got a lot of pictures. It's, it's amazing we have some of the, like, the top people, like pro- I assume, making these schedules. I assume a lot goes into it because of uh, the minutiae that has to make sure all these things are lined up. And to still see that like the NFL doesn't look at the – because they clearly don't look at like this on, like, a, from like a balance perspective – because uh, once again, it's it's just completely lopsided. You know, like teams like the Jets uh, are completely lopsided in terms of favor schedule. Like the Rams play four teams coming off of a bye. Uh, the 49ers are like negative twenty days and like rest disadvantage. It's it's really wild the disparity of some of this stuff. Let's get to it. By the way, NFC North. If we're talking about interesting divisions, we're talking about the NFC North. They've got the Bears, one of the most overhyped teams, based solely on quarterback and the addition of DJ Moore. The Lions, one of the uh, most loved teams from the past two years. The Vikings, a team primed for regression because of how many one-score games. I think they had 10 one-score games last year. And then the Packers, out of the Aaron Rodgers era, into the Jordan Love era. This division is wide freaking open. Rich, of the division odds... Detroit plus 130, Minnesota plus 280, all at bet 365, Chicago plus 400, Green Bay plus 400. The season win totals, nine and a half, eight and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half. What's your favorite bet? Of all of these, what is your favorite bet? Packers plus 400 to win the division for sure is by far my favorite. Like you said, it's wide open. I believe the Lions have the third lowest odds for a projected division winner. And the Packers, from a top-down perspective, I mean, they still have the best roster, the best complete roster in this division. Uh, it's just a big question mark at quarterback. But they got really bad quarterback play last year. And, you know, the, the bar is set really low uh, for them to kind of have equal or maybe potentially even better. I'm not saying Jordan Love's going to be better than Aaron Rodgers' career, but 2022 Aaron Rodgers, that bar is, is wide open for him to be better than that. Uh, they're returning every player that played an offensive line snap for them. Uh, just everything, and, and they their team. When you look at uh, you know look at Lafleur and how they structure their offense, this is a team that has one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. They have a good run game, good offensive line. They're just not going to play to beat themselves. And like those are teams that always end up having more success than assumed. 
And like you kind of talked about the Bears, people might just be a step ahead on them. The Lions, I we I totally get why they're there, and I'm excited about the Lions as well. But like this is a team that still has like a, a major questions defensively uh, and being able to stop anybody. Uh, so I mean, I look at the Packers. I'm I'm all all in on the kind of like throwing bullets at the Packers here. All right, so let's start with the Packers. According to Sean Kerner's strength of schedule, the Packers have the 16th easiest, essentially their middle of the road. Jordan Love as a as a QB, fantasy QB in Sean Kerner's QB tiers in tier seven. Eighth best offensive line overall. I have a lot of thoughts on this part. Simon, what is your take on Rich's idea that maybe Green Bay is the best bet for division winners and win totals for all four teams in this division? I keep thinking of uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad screaming, they can't keep getting away with this. I, that's how I feel about Green Bay and their damn quarterback position. You're telling me Green Bay is going to go from Hall of Famer Brett Favre to Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, and now Love is going to step in and be that next Hall of Famer? I can't do it, Chad. I can't believe in it. I can't put money on it. I got to fade Green Bay. Rich, he made really good points of they are by far the most complete team in this division. They have the best offensive line. They have the best defense. They probably have the best one-two punch in the running back position. Their wide receiver core is great as my worst in football. They have a bad wide receiving core. And if Jordan Love is that guy, that would be incredible for them. But we've seen history of these guys' first-time starters. Even Aaron Rodgers, his first time starting, I believe he was 6-10 and 10 as a starter his first season. It's just really hard to step in in that kind of position in Green Bay with all that history. I mean, any normal person would fall underneath that weight. And there's nothing against Jordan Love for that. He's literally following up Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. I think that's a bit too much to put on this kid's shoulder. So it, it makes sense why Rich likes them, that they're probably – I would say most professional betters I talk to, they like them. They like the upside of Jordan Love. It's a, this kid is a mobile quarterback with a really good arm. Like that's that's exactly what you want in football these days. You want a guy that can move outside the pocket, create his own plays. I just can't get behind it. I'll be on them next year after Jordan Love gets a year under him. I just don't see this kid being Patrick Mahomes. That's what he would have to be for this team to be legit. If I see him taking huge strides, maybe I'll, I'll check myself if I see him taking big strides in this preseason. But from with the little stuff I've read and seen right now, it just seems like he's going to have growing pains, which every quarterback does their first year as a starter. It's just the natural progression of football. It's really, really hard to be good right out the gate. I can maybe see them get over this win total, seven and a half. That, that seems like a really fair number in this division where, again, they're the most complete team in this division. I just I have too many question marks about Jordan Love to really back him as we sit here early August. Two follow-ups here. First... The question mark for me, I get why everyone says this offensive line is so good, but David Bakhtiari is the guy who grades out as the best offensive lineman on this team. Do we have any concerns that even though he's come back from the knee injury, that it's a chronic knee injury that could be something that makes his availability inconsistent? Rich, I will start with you. Are we concerned that we're anchoring their status as one of the best offensive lines on a guy who had consistent injury issues the past few years? Well, I missed a third of the season last year already, and they were top 10 uh, in both pass rush run weight and run blocking win rate. So it's kind of already cooked in, right? Okay. 
fair enough. Uh, <laughs> they also, they two. also too, from a, a strength of a schedule analysis too, they faced the our thirty second ranked pass rush schedule, which also factors into like even if they are like kind of let's say they take a step back, and they're not as good offensive line as maybe we project. Bakhtiari's injured. They have some other injuries along the way, even though they were really snake bit last year up front. The pass rushes they're facing are extremely light this year on paper. Rich kind of just told me I'm an idiot, but used no. stats to do it. Totally cool. He's a second time <laughs> guest uh, in the last few weeks, so I guess he's earned that right. Um, you know, spreading his wings a little bit. All good. Jordan Love. Rich says this team all around has the best roster, can get over any issues because Aaron Rodgers in the end wasn't that great. Simon is saying this team has the best roster, but Jordan Love is such a question mark, you can't rely on it. Why would I believe one over the other right now? Simon, you start. I mean, that's a weighted question, Chad. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a bunch of things going to it. It's just I'm just playing the history of it. A lot of what we do here, Chad, is playing percentages in the math. We have never seen a team have three straight Hall of Famers at the quarterback position. It just it has never happened. So it might seem like it's boring and it's lazy work to say Jordan Love just won't pan out because the previous two quarterbacks are all famers. It just it can't happen, Chad. I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, I can't even imagine being a Chicago Bears fan who fucking hates Green Bay. If this kid works out, Chad, and Justin Fields doesn't work out, I might never ever see Chad again. That might just be it for Bears fans. I mean, honestly, this offseason has been fun as hell because I feel like not that Bears fans have been quiet, but they're definitely pumping their, checks, their chest out right now on social media. And the Green Bay Packers – they're doing it right back at him. They're being like, you guys are our little brother. They're, they're putting you guys in the locker right now. And they're just saying, you don't get it. Like Jordan Love, we've seen it. We've seen it at practice. We've seen this team be different. You know, we've heard the whole mood that this is his team now. So my big reason for not believing in Jordan Love is just because it's year one. He has a lot of questions right now. That's why I think Rich and a lot of the pros that are taking a position on Green Bay. It makes sense. They're, they're, they're literally back in the unknown because the value is there. They could easily steal this division. I don't think he's going to be that guy this year. I think maybe next year, but this year, I think he's going to struggle mightily in this offense. Simon Hunter going against the grain. Rich is going with an interesting consensus take if the consensus is a small group of people who do this professionally. Simon going with a iconoclastic take, which is against all of his professional colleagues, but potentially with the public, which is what's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Glad we could break it down. Rich, I'm, I'm not asking you to answer because you probably just make me feel bad by ripping me or something. <laughs> um, I will say, I'm not, I don't want to sound like a Packers honk either. I think it's also a, a, a part of the bet is betting against the other three teams. So, <laughs> could be, right? Well, let's talk about one of those other three teams. Uh, going from the bottom up, we're going to go from the bottom up. So, we'll do the Lions and Vikings last, the Chicago Bears. Four to one to win the division. Seven and a half is the season win total. Simon and I very bullishly, very enthusiastically bought Bears tickets to win the Super Bowl at 100 to one, 80 to one. Uh, as soon as they opened uh, after, after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, dig a little deeper. And there's a lot of holes on this team, right? A lot of questions on the offensive line. We just talked about the Packers having the 10th overall offensive line the bears offensive line total 
is uh, 21st. They're ranked 21st according to PFF. 80% of the line is new this year. Rookie right tackle. He's either your right tackle or your oh, new Oh, yeah, that's right. Here. That's right. That's right. Joking back to the fact that our new uh, rookie offensive lineman didn't realize he was doing the wide receiver workouts all season. So he's in great <laughs> shape. And look, the Bears defensive line is 31st in the league. Basically, last in pressure rate when not blitzing and last in sack rate on dropbacks without blitzes. Terrible defensive line that did not really improve on the edges in any single way. So you didn't see who you guys were, signed this weekend? We signed Yannick Ngakwe. I don't think that uh, makes us all that much better on the defensive line. <laughs> sure he does. I think he had more sacks than your entire team last year. But our entire team's defensive line was terrible last year. Yeah, now you just got better. We got a little better. I said not <laughs> all that much better. A little better. It's like saying it's like the difference between might and... And not including might when talking about the Seattle Seahawks having the greatest trio of, trio of wide receivers in NFL history. The Bears are great when you think about Justin Fields and DJ Moore and Jaquan Brisker. Less great when you think about every other position on the field. Rich? Yeah, the, the Bears are very interesting because, you know, you're in year three of Justin Fields, right? Like it's a huge fulcrum point on, the, on Justin Fields' career. Like, you know, he has the first year that's like a punt year. He gets like a bunch of experience. It's, it's largely, you know, pretty shitty experience. But, hey, he's on the field. He's getting reps. Year two was like a, just a teardown year. You get a new GM. They just like cut all this salary, right? They just, they just bled. I think they had like 94, 95 million in dead cap space last year. They just, just purged the roster. Uh, and then, you know, Justin Fields has to basically play with like this ragtag group from your rookie head coach, like all these things kind of go into place. Like this is like where we're going to start to get answers right on Justin Fields, because, you know, here it is year two, year three rookie contract. And it all falls on him. Right. Like we talked about this when I was on the show with you last time about. Justin Fields and like his, where he has to clean up, right? Because it's one thing if you draft Darnell right, you add Nate Davis. Like Fields himself has to not just be a quarterback that takes so many negative plays. We talked about, it. I mean, he historically is the worst quarterback through two years of his career in taking sacks. That's something that's followed him through college. And it's not talking about just like the, an offensive line issue. I mean, he's been sacked on 32.5% of his pressures to start his career. The league average over that span is 20%. If you think about why this matters, you know, I dropped all those stats in the last show, but the Bears themselves, and the Bears didn't, when Justin Fields wasn't sacked on a drive last year, the Bears were 12th in the NFL in points per drive. They were 11th in scoring rate per drive. When they did have a sack, they were 31st in points per drive, 29th in scoring uh, rate per drive. Like, it is massive that he cleans this up. He gets rid of the football, and we'll see if like, he's able to, uh, you know, kind of really harness that because this followed him in Ohio State too. It's easy to mask, you know, when you're throwing to uh, the talent that Ohio State had. So is that going to happen? Is that going to roll over this year? Um, And then you talk about defensively, like, and and like, I'm curious to get your guys' take on like Ryan Poles because I don't think anyone like runs hotter or colder than him. I don't really know what to think about like this plan because you have the Claypool trade last year. He gives up like the 32nd pick, a lot of, a lot of equity. And then like you look at who the Bears signed this year, they're out here signing off-ball linebackers. Like, granted, like Trey Edmonds is a really good off-ball linebacker, but like, is this where you? This is like historically, like, not where in modern NFL you allocate your money to, right? This is not where you put your money to. Like, you sign edge rushers, you sign edge protectors, you sign guys that can then play defensive back. Uh, so I'm really curious about like the top-down approach from the Bears in general. Like, if it's something I should believe in, or like this is something that's just like 
like they're just kind of swinging away because the first year his draft too he drafted all old players they just drafted nothing but like players that were like seniors four years guys in college like i don't know i feel like ryan poles isn't looking at the right things simon i'll let you go first i've got i actually do have a lot of opinions on this <laughs> yeah and all fair like again the rokon smith trade doesn't really make sense now they signed all these linebackers it was like you had a guy in-house who's your guy the Ravens, who are a good organization, gave him a shit ton of money. So that right there, that's another stain on his mark. So I, I do think he nailed this draft this past year. Like moving moving that number one pick, getting a number one true receiver, arguably a top five receiver for Justin Fields, that's everything, right, to this offense. They, they needed that guy. Where we've seen Justin Fields have throws an incredible deep ball. That's one of his biggest strengths. So, you know. They got all the weapons around him. We each had already talked about there's no excuses for Fields this year. I don't care what your views of him were coming to the season, right? He's five and twenty as a starter. This is everything. It's like Jalen Hurts last year. It's it's a, a GM put this kid in the position with all these weapons to take the next step. And that's what we're looking for here with Fields. Like if Fields, again, they're over under seven and a half wins. If you can't get that over, that's major red flags to this team. Like this kid needs to take that next step especially in the sense they've improved this defense to me dramatically. Like they were arguably the worst defense in all of football last year. They went outside a bunch of guys. I don't know how it's going to work on the field, but they spent the money, right? They went out and got the linebackers. They're hoping that this DN, they add another DN to this team. Cause I'm with you, Chad, like the job's not done here. They need to add another piece of this defense. Just talking upside. This, this is the team. This is they team. So wasn't shocked that me and you got 101, Chad, just because everything we just talked about, all the growing pains this team have, they're down to 50 to one now in most books. So it seems like the public has really jumped on board with this team. To me, they have the highest upside of any team just because we've seen these moments from fields. Like I, I just sticking out of my head, that fields game in prime time where he went up to New England and he just took over. He played so well against a Belichick coach defense. I can't stop thinking about that, where it's I know this kid has all the tools there. He just needed the weapons. And maybe I'm a year early, Chad. That That is a fear here with this, this Bears team, that I'm a year early. Because, you know, this isn't it for Fields. Like, if he sucks this year, the Bears don't care. They're going to roll out the same team next year and hopefully improve a little bit next year. I mean, shit, you guys still have like $60 million in cap space to spend. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's a lot more growth to happen with this team. If this defense can just be better than they were last year. If they can turn the ball over, which was a big thing last year, they're just going to get turnovers. You know, that's huge to this Bears offense. So, you know, I I think Claypool and DJ Moore, those are two huge pillars to have on the outside. And with a guy like, you know, Fields who can throw the ball deep, I do think he'll take another step this year, Jed. So my favorite bet right now for this this division is them at plus 400 to win this division, the over 7.5. I just think it's all there for this Bears team. And the only fear, Chad, for me right now is we're a year early. Like, if if they don't take the step next year, could easily see them taking it next year. But I'm not going to wait to bet on it. I'm going to bet it this year just because I think it's all there for them to make a 10-7, and 11-6 kind of run this upcoming season just because last year they weren't as bad as their record showed. People really – they look at last year and they're like, well, look at all these these issues they had. I think we both can agree there was a little bit of a tank there, right? I mean, there was a little bit of a tank there towards the end of the season – I can just think of when the Eagles played that. Remember when the Eagles played, Justin Fields missed, what was it, a quarter of the game, right, because he had some type of injury. And then he came back and really ran and drove it down the field for a two-minute drill and basically tied the game up. So there's there's just a lot going on there where I think too much is being made out of last year. And, again, as, as someone that's heavily back in the Bears, Chad, 
everything I've seen this preseason is that Justin Fields has taken the next step. He's calling the plays at the line. He doesn't need the plays in his ear. He's, he's calling the plays and making adjustments at the line. That's what I wanted to see. That's what I saw last year from Hertz before he took the next step. And that's what I'm seeing right now, Justin Fields. So I, I am way too overly excited about this Bears team. I'm trying to keep it tame, but it's all there for them. The, obviously, the biggest question mark is, is that defense, Chad. We, we just we don't know how this team's going to be put together. It's just throwing together all these players right now. We don't know how they're going to be as a unit. So Rich brought up Ryan Poles and how do we judge what he's done so far? Inherited Justin Fields. I thought the Bears brilliantly. Uh, Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze last year after a dreadful game against the Washington Commanders had the bye week, saw, I think, what the Eagles were starting to do with Jalen Hurts, realized they had a similar player in Justin Fields, and really rebuilt the offense over that two-week period where it became much more about Justin Fields' playmaker, um, recognizing Darnell Mooney was hurt, wasn't the same player. Uh, they weren't getting the same production from um, the running game. So I think they learned so much last season about Justin Fields, and that's why there's so much enthusiasm. You can start to build a team around what his strengths are as he becomes a much better quarterback and doing the things you just mentioned, Simon. Mooney's uh, ankle injury is uh, is better. He's recovered. He's faster. Uh, remember, this is a sub-4-4 guy uh, before he was injured. Claypool is the third option after Mooney and DJ Moore. Cole Komet in the red zone. But you haven't built on the offensive and defensive line. And that's what you got to do to win in the NFL. I am going to be all over the Bears. I'm not denying it. But I am trying to temper my enthusiasm because – I do worry about the moves like Roquan Smith and the inability to see, oh my God, this could be the anchor for the defense in the tradition of middle linebackers for the Bears. And instead you get rid of them in a team that, like you pointed out, Simon, is so good at judging character and talent, immediately gives this guy the, the bag. So I think the jury's out on polls. Great move to trade down. I thought he did a really nice mm-hmm. job, the assets he got. But at this point with this quarterback – and the cap space that he's had and the assets he's been able to acquire, they got to win the Super Bowl in the next two to three years. Yeah, that's fair. I like the Bears a similar spot of the Jaguars were last year, where people were early on the Jaguars and they started out slow. I think if you really like the Bears uh, on the level that Simon does, they're going to be a real value in season because the back half of their schedule is so good. It, like I said, the Jaguars are very – I was hammering the Jaguars in like week six, week seven when they, after they went to London and they, they looked terrible against the Broncos – uh, to win the division still against the Titans because the two schedules were going to flip and the Titans had gotten banged up. I think the Bears are going to be a similar team where like their opening half is is not necessarily daunting, but they're probably going to lose games like the Chiefs, you know, early in the season. Um, but I think in the back half of the year, like once they clear that Chargers game, like there's a lot of winnable games from the back half of the year. And we already said they have no no games of the rest disadvantage. Guys, Matt and Simon, listen to me. Fall is around the corner. We got uh, pretty busy around here. We really do. That's why we're excited about our new sponsor, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit who sent us ready-to-eat meals straight to our door. I got mine. You can you can guess, Simon. I got the veggie. I got the <laughs> veggie meal. Matt, Matt, 
you listening? Because you've been a factor guy for months, right? Yes, I am a longtime factor uh, subscriber. I love the meals. I actually just crushed a shredded chicken taco bowl moments before this recording, as I do most days. Got eight more in the fridge. I usually eat like an absolute savage. And Factor's been a very nice way to very quickly eat like a competent, employed adult and not have to uh, feel like I'm starving myself either. So, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Factor. You mean like I just had uh, two carrots and a slice of cheese? I can do better than that when I get Factor with Factor. Skip the trips to the grocery store. Skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up to Factor's Fresh. Never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back to picking NFL winners. Head to factormeals.com slash favorites50 and use code favorites50 to get 50% off. That's code favorites50 at factormeals.com slash favorites50 to get 50% off. I cannot wait to dig in. Cannot wait. Matt has been raving about Factor for a while. Now we're lucky enough to have him as a sponsor. Guys, the Minnesota Vikings are plus 280, season win total of eight and a half. Regression, regression, regression. I feel like your opinion of the Vikings depends on your opinion of the Lions and your opinion of the Bears. And I don't mean that to be like, well, that you can say that about every division, but you got to believe that those two teams are going to step up and the Vikings who just got so lucky last year uh, so many times, will take a step back. Simon, even with Kirk Cousins, even with Justin Jefferson, even with the eighth easiest schedule, according to Sean Kerner, even with um, – uh, well, that's, that's really it. That's their highlights. <laughs> Do you believe? Do you believe that they take a step back? Do you believe that they are a team that can compete? I am happy to get burned by the Vikings again. I was—I bet them to miss a playoffs last year. I think I was plus one sixty, plus one seventy. That was clearly a dumb bet. They ran away with this division. They were by far the best team in the division in the sense that they just could close out games, even in games they were down. They always found a way to win. And you know, after watching that quarterback show, it gave me a new respect for Kirk Cousins. I mean, the guy—I agree—really does put the work in. Like it's—it's it's pretty incredible how committed he is and how hard he knows he has to work. I mean. Shit, Kirk might be like 35 now, 34-ish. He, he's up there in age. He is, I mean, for a guy like him, his playing style, this is pretty much peak Kirk Cousins. Like, he's really sharp mentally. He's got all the arm talent in the world. He can make all the throws. It's always been a question of Kirk being consistent. That's that's always been a problem with Kirk. He's just, he's inconsistent. And last year, he stepped up, man. I mean, he knew, go back and watch a lot of their games, when he was in doubt or when he was in trouble, he just threw it up to Justin Jefferson, and that's what he should be doing. That's the best receiver in football. Like that—that's what you know. You look for in a quarterback position where you know your back's against the wall. It's third and fourteen. Throw it to your best guy. Live and die with your best guy, and that's what they really did last year. So, Chad, you nailed it. We just expect regression. They were what ten and zero in one score games. It's something crazy yep. like that last year, including the greatest comeback in NFL history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which me and Chad, we still covered that Colts three and a half, but holy we shit, did. was that a sweat. Um, yeah. You know, this is a team that say what you want. I don't think they improved on their defense. I still think their defense, especially their secondary, has a lot of holes in it. And they're playing in a division now that you know, the Lions can throw the ball. We expect Justin Fields better to throw the ball. Like these teams last year, 
Detroit still wasn't sure who the hell they were halfway through the season, right? They really hit their stride at the midway point once they really figured out that secondary on defense. The Bears just never found it, and Green Bay never found it. So they, the Vikings really had a nice nice spot last year, right, to run away with this division. I got them behind Green Bay and the Bears, right? So I, I clearly I'm taking an under on them. Um, they're just – they're just a team that I can't get a read on, Chad. So I might get burned again by this Vikings team and Kirk Cousins because he, he just is that guy. But I think it's very telling that the Vikings haven't resigned him either, right? This is his final year of his deal. They're not giving him the money that he thought he was going to get at this point. So um, definitely a make-or-break season for Kirk Cousins, this Vikings team. I, I'm going to think they fold underneath the pressure. I'm going to take that under 8.5. I'm with you. I just don't – It defies all logic to bet on a team with a mediocre defense whose best edge rusher wasn't even signed to the team until the past week. Um, They've gotten rid of their four-time Pro Bowl running back, uh, and they win so many one-score games. You can't keep betting on a team like that. It's actually throwing bad money after bets, right? Like you're just making the wrong decision. Could get burned. Rich might tell us we're wrong, um, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not going to be backing a Minnesota Vikings team that got so that so so lucky in so many spots last year. I agree with you about Kirk Cousins in the quarterback documentary. I loved the guy. I thought he was just honest and open and seemed lovely. Um, yeah, like I viewed him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a douche, but he's a likable douche. Like he's the kind of guy that. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, well, you're a you're a little bit of a douche, Chad. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) So when I looked at Kirk, he just, you know, him and his wife, they're they seem like really nice people. But I would lose my fucking mind hanging out with those two people. Like, I just couldn't be further apart from these really nice, sweet Christians. But listen, I don't. I'm not saying I want to hang out with them. Um, I found him to be a little bit sort of corny and earnest, but I also found him to be authentically honest, right? Yeah. And um, I liked the way he talked about being totally bummed about not being invited to NFL honors and then thinking, <laughs> yeah. and then, then they're like asking him to do a sketch. And he's like, two hours ago, I wasn't even invited. Now you got me singing on a stage? Like, that was great. And so I just thought that was – I thought it was totally honest. Um, yeah, like him singing in a school choir, like him and his little boy band group, not shocked at all that Kirk Cousins sang in a doo-wop with four other guys. I mean, just no, I he is very on-brand. Yes, it was completely on brand. Rich, opinions about quarterback or opinions about the Minnesota Vikings? No, I'm in lockstep with you guys on this one. I mean, like you said, it's just anytime you see like a team just have this much of an anomaly and be so much of an outlier in not just one score games. I mean, this is a team that was 30th in the NFL in point differential quarters one through three. Like they just needed like these immense like jailbreak situations to go their way uh, to live that way is so wild, right? To just like double down on that and say like, this team was statistically one of the worst teams in the NFL quarters one through three, and then just turned it on like the fourth quarter when all like these, when, when the game was literally just like wild, like wild West type stuff uh, is crazy. You look at like the, this could be like a Derek Carr situation too. Like this team feels like they don't have both feet in the door with Kirk cousins as the future. And, and I get it. He's 35 years old. Uh, but what if like they are in the tank? Like, do, does Kirk Cousins like not play at some point in the season? Like Derek Carr at the end of last year, like that exists as a non-zero range of outcomes for this team. The defense is relying on just so many young players. I mean, and it's a bummer that they 
a lot of their top draft picks just didn't get a chance to play last year, like Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth, but like they're coming in very raw again this year. Are they going to be able to stop anybody? They lose, you know, an, an interior, you know, run stopper in Dalvin Tomlinson. They lose to Darius Smith. It's just a lot to go into seam and, their schedule to like on our end doesn't look like that easy at all. I mean, sure you get Tampa Bay to open, but then they go at Philadelphia on prime time. That went really well for them last year. You play the chargers, you went at Carolina, then the chiefs, they play at Chicago after that, a team we just talked about. Then they play the 49ers at Brutal. green Bay at Atlanta against the saints. Like, those are their opening 10 games uh, at Denver after that. Like, I mean, there is not a lot to like here on paper. Like, you, even if you don't want to outright fade the Vikings, like, I don't see how you bet on them. Did you guys see the movie Oppenheimer? Mm-hmm. Remember in Oppenheimer, they said there's a non-zero chance they could, <laughs> they could literally could be the blow the up the world yeah. if they release the nuclear bomb. So whenever I hear someone use non-zero chance, and I hear more than you would think given all the nerdtastic people yeah, we work with, Simon, uh, I now think of a non-zero chance that Oppenheimer was telling Einstein we could blow up the world. You just hear Matt Damon uh, in your <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon, who was the colonel or the general that he was explaining it to. Uh, listen, you guys have heard us talk about Game Time so often on this podcast, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the United States. I love Game Time. You know I do. Honestly, I use it all the time. And if you're looking to get out to a pro or college game. This week or even a concert, Game Time has amazing last-minute deals on tickets to all of these. I'm actually opening the Game Time app right now from my house here in Connecticut this Friday night. I can get into a New York Football Giants game for less than ten bucks. That sounds like a party to me. No matter where you live, download the Game Time app, get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it, and. You can redeem code FAVORITES for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code FAVORITES for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're fading the Minnesota Vikings, which leaves us with the Detroit Lions. Plus 130, Rich. The total is 9.5. It's minus 130 at Bet365 to bet the over. Uh, You mentioned that they have amongst the shortest odds for any team in the NFL to win their division. We're not going to bet the Lions at plus 130. It's it's tough because I'm excited about the Lions, right? Like I I like a lot of what the Lions did. You know, Dan Campbell's like a fun guy to root for. Everything that Ben Johnson, you know, has has put on basically his resume looks amazing. When you look at the Lions, they were third in the NFL in yards per drive. They were fourth in scoring rate per drive, fourth in touchdown rate per drive, third in punt rate per drive, second turnover rate per drive. Um, they went basically as, you know, Jared Goff turning the ball over or not. I, they were 9-1 and one in games they won the turnover battle, 0-6 oh in games they lost the turnover battle. This is a team that basically don't beat themselves. Uh, and you saw, like, the youth stuff, right? Like, we talked about this with the Bears, right? Like, the Bears are probably in the same trajectory the Jaguars last year where you start maybe uh, below where the market has you and you finish strong. That's what the Lions did last year. They ended up finishing the season real strong. They had less penalties like the final eight weeks. They were a team, one of the least penalized teams the final eight weeks of the season. So all these things are building up for them. But they still do have a lot of questions too. I mean, this is 
statistically, out, if it wasn't for the Bears last year, would have had the worst defense in the NFL, basically in every metric uh, that you can look look at. Uh, this team that still has a ton of issues in the back end of the secondary. They did, you know, obviously Aiden Hutchinson was a hit, but they still have pass rush issues. And they're one of the teams, the few teams in this division, because of where they finished last year, they actually ended up getting a little bit of a harder draw this year than some of the other teams that we talked about. I mean, obviously you open at Kansas City, but they play Seattle, Atlanta, you know, at Green Bay. This is a team that has three Thursday games this year, which is a weird anomaly for a season because you open the year on Thursday. They always play on Thanksgiving. They get another Thursday game uh, sandwiched in there, I think, in week four at Green Bay. There's just like a lot of weird things in place here where it's like they, they're kind of a darling, but like they have so many holes. Like they, I, I, they're really a hard team to like say like I expect them to like absolutely outright crush too. I like a lot what they're doing. I feel very positive about the direction they're moving, but I do feel like a lot of people are treating them maybe like a tier above where they actually are. Middle of the pack schedule in terms of uh, strength of schedule ranking according to Sean Kerner. You can see those at ActionNetwork.com in the Action Network app. According to PFF, fifth best offensive line in the NFL. And I mentioned that Burnwell story on ESPN.com where he was rating tiers of players who are going to go from pro, pro bowlers to superstars. Three guys on that list, A.J. Terrell, A.J. Terrell, cornerback from the Falcons, Trevor Lawrence from the Jags, Panay Sewell, offensive lineman for the Lions, Simon Last year, you were way ahead of the Lions. We were both way ahead of the Lions. But one of the reasons you love the Lions last year was because you thought their offensive line was grading so high. And I think you were ahead of the rest of the fandom media, you know, punditry on the Lions offensive line. But do you go into this season as enthusiastic about the Lions? Yeah, definitely had a blind spot last year to that defense. I was I was so heavy on the Lions. I just was like, okay. Their defense can just be middle of the pack. Even 2025, 20, they can easily make a playoff run. Unfortunately, they were like 30, 32. They were just bad. So that is the big question this year. It's like, we know, there's no value here on this team, Chad. We're looking at a team that, what, it, what was that stat I saw? I think it might be the first time they have a sold-out season tickets in like 30, 40 years. It, it is peak right now. Like, which blew my mind because that's Stafford, Calvin hey, look, Johnson. We need the Lions to do well. We need the Lions to do well for our soul because <laughs> we love the NFL with Dan Campbell as a head coach. It doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. I think he's brilliant. I think he plays against type. Everyone thinks, oh, tight end, meathead, muscle guy. I think he is so smart. He knows the game so well. He plays to their strengths. This team got better when he decided a couple of years ago to do the play calls. Really boring game plan, but it fit what they were trying to do. I need this team to do well so Dan Campbell can continue to have a job. Yeah, he is football. Like he when you when someone's like show me a picture of football, he's one of those guys you would show a picture of. Like this is what football looks like. This kind of guy. So I'm there with you on that one. Uh, on paper, I think it's all there. Their offense is incredible. Like there, there'll be no shock to anyone that this team will finish in top ten in either rushing or passing yards or anything like that. Like Jared Goff has looked incredible this preseason in their practices that I've seen. Right, he has a really good repertoire with this wide receiving core. I mean, Amon St. Brown is, I don't know, 
some people have him penciled in as a top five, top eight wide receiver right now. Like they're expecting big things from this team. So, yeah. you know, I, I love it. I love that it's all there, Chad, but I think Rich nailed it. Like I got so many questions about their defense still, and I don't love their schedule. I think that the NFL didn't do them any favors putting them in so many weird primetime games just because you, it's rare the NFL has had this opportunity to lines. Like this is a big market yeah. that is now good. They want to take advantage of that. So, don't love it, Chad. The nine and a half is a little scary too. I got them in nine and eight, right? I, I think that's that's a fair number for this team where I do think they're gonna win some games, but Rich also talked about it. they have a hard schedule. So, you know, I'm sorry to dampen Detroit fans. I mean, they don't care. They're all in, they're all hyped up. They're probably yeah. gonna be like, You guys are bear homers <laughs> anyway. Uh, but to me, that's where the value is in this division. I think the Bears, to me, are the value. I think Rich he thought it was Green Bay. You're not going to hear too many pros say, no, no, no. The lines, that's where the value is in this division. Plus 130? Come on, sports books. This should be plus 170, plus 180. Like, there's just, there's no way I think this team is an easy pick to win this division. There's just too many questions on this team. So, um, you know, I won't be taking their over, won't be betting their division odds, won't be betting their Super Bowl odds. But in season, I can already tell, Chad, we're definitely going to be taking this Lions team. They're going to have great matchups, different points of the year where, you know, if they're four and five, four and six, people are going to be pissed off. They're going to be leaving them for dead. That's where me and you step in, Chad. Like, those are our favorite teams that people are leaving them for dead, and we know the talent's still there. Nothing's changed. And we saw last year this team improved every week, and that's what you're looking for from their head coach. So, um, sorry to say the Lions fans, you're just – you're overvalued right now. Like, even you guys know you guys are overvalued right now. So – that's the thing. You just got to rein people in here. Like, again, we're not shitting your team. Won't be shocked into the, the year if you guys win this division. You are a playoff team. But I just don't think the value is there. So this is a team I will be taking a small bet on their under. Won't touch any of their divisional odds at this point. Rich, we're living in a world where the Detroit Lions are all of a sudden overvalued. That's the <laughs> NFC, baby. That's the NFC life. I mean, it's yeah. kind of hard. You just look at the NFC. and It's just the way it is. Man. It's wide open. <laughs> all right, folks. Recap, best bets. Uh, Rich likes Green Bay, Green Bay at plus 400 to win the division. Simon likes uh, Chicago at plus 400 to win the division and the Bears over. Uh, I have also bet heavily on the Bears over, and I have also bet heavily on the Bears when it was 100 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I will end the podcast with this. Sean Kerner, the most accurate fantasy projectionist between 2019 and 2021 according to fantasy pros top five last year along with chris raybon two of the top five doing projections for action network uh said this about justin fields who is in his tier two for fantasy quarterbacks finished uh qb5 in points per game in 2022 with a terrible offense and inconsistent compliments that's me uh (laughs) quote the quote from kerner better chance of finishing as qb1 overall than justin herbert or joe burrow for fantasy football for fantasy football yeah (laughs) yeah fantasy football yeah we cover it all here on the favorites podcast which by the way is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION. 
to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Simon and I want to thank Rich Rebar of Sharp Football Analysis. Go get the Sharp Football Analysis 2023 preview. It is brilliant. You cannot be a serious football fan without getting this book. For Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast presented by Bet365, part of the Action Network. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Also, don't forget, by the way, like this video and subscribe. Subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.